0: Tulsa music stream. And now, your hosts, Scott, Jenna, and Nine.
1: You wanted the dirt on Tulsa. You got it.
2: First of all, happen. let me, no, let me say welcome to the legendary Bruce Kulick. Welcome to Tulsa Music Stream. We Thank are so you. thrilled Thank to you. have you. Thanks for being such a cool guy to work with uh, over the emails the last several days. I want to introduce you to my co hosts here. In the middle is nine. Down there is Scott, two of the biggest uh, fans of yours that I know. Cool. We're, we're so Excellent. pumped to get into this. Thank you for the cool pictures. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott has a lead-off question for you. Well, Go for it. Um, I wanted okay.
0: to know if you are still... Chasing that perfect tone.
1: <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I've never really been one of the guys that went down the rabbit hole of experimenting too much. I, now, I i know there's guys, I'm not criticizing it. The people who I've heard Eddie Van Halen was, was notorious for. No pickup was good enough when he wanted to put his name on it. Mm-hmm. And he, I knew some people that was working with him. Of course, he figured something out and offered it to the uh, public. Uh, but I, I'm, I tell this to a lot of people. Um, I really do feel that, that the quality of the music that musicians create is more in your hands and coming from your that inner muse. You know, your ability to be creative and share your talent with people, and not as much about every little nuance of gear. That being said, I'm, I'm pretty blessed that I can. Uh, uh create a good tone from a guitar as long as it's not a piece of garbage you know uh and and that's where i think it really lies
2: sure well let's just let's start off with the guitars we we have some different topics to cover we're going to hit get some guitars some amps some pedal boards but you sent me this really amazing picture this looks like your <laughs> your current setup where you are right now and there is a handful yeah, of yeah, absolutely yeah. beautiful guitars there tell us what we're looking at here
1: all right so um i was i was really thrilled about this interview and again thank me i mean thank you for having me on this uh, thank you you know and and i don't go live on facebook much i do some auction type things on a kiss site that's a lot of fun but this is wonderful and and as you know um i do i do have a passion for guitars and gear and equipment since i've been touring and performing for so many years so i i have a good relationship with vintage guitar magazine You guys are probably familiar with that, not all the KISS fans. Yeah, and I've been featured in quite a few issues. One of the issues over the pandemic was a catch-up with me and see what was going on, and I lovingly set up my room and pulled out quite a few interesting and varied guitars. Now, we don't have that luxury tonight because I'm only going to have that much of the screen. Sure. I I do want people to realize, first of all, there is those articles in uh, VG Magazine. A lot of this stuff's on my website, brucekulik.com. And a lot of guitars that some people might be asking about or looking for, there you go. Are, are, I've done videos that are, are on my brucekulik.com yes, site or rather the YouTube too. channel.
3: Love Bruce those Kulik. videos. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you. And And so I know like just in our comments when I was letting people know about tonight, um, people were saying like, oh, you know, they're already guessing some of the guitars and asking about some of the instruments. And there's no way we could cover this, especially in this forum. But uh, I think we can be very practical about some of the instruments that I have here to share, but more really the practicality and then those pictures that I've wanted to share about the pedal boards and things like that. So uh, some people guessed those guitars right, some of them they didn't. But either way, <laughs> obviously for VG Magazine, I was going to show a jazz body or two And uh, I was I was pretty impressed how how some people were calling out things about some of the guitars. So that's pretty cool.
2: Right. Right. Now, so the guitars that that are in this particular picture, would you say these are probably some of your your favorites and that's why they're featured in this picture?
1: I I really think a lot of them were variable. I mean, various different elements of my collection. So Mm -hmm. like, let's say the sunburst one on the couch there on the on the corner right that I'm looking at. That was like a um, you know a Kiss Horizon ESP Horizon guitar used during the Kiss years. The Mockingbird I actually got later, but BC Riches are very popular. Mm-hmm. There's a jazz body to the left, uh, ES 225 that I called I named after my dad Harry. He's mm-hmm. really old, fifty seven. You see a little bit of the uh, radioactive BC Rich yeah. that I used for Crazy Nights in the other corner. Then then right next to me is one of my BK. ESP signature models, which was sort of short-lived. I'm holding an SG Special. That's a very cool guitar, My like really my first special electric. Uh, an Epiphone is right next to that, an Epiphone uh, Riviera, kind of mm-hmm. hard to see. And then there's a 175 to the outer part, which I'll use like when I do Christmas songs with my wife and stuff like that. Right. So again for vg magazine very varied i wanted everyone to know i'm into the metal guitars i'm into the classic guitars and i'm into some jazz bodies so and they look nice you know what i mean oh, but, they're um, all beautiful I, yeah thanks. so so with and all I had a lot of, of fun you know doing on. that layout for them
0: sure so with all of these guitars your endorsements i bet probably was a headache for them because you just you would go from any type of guitar <laughs> So, I mean, did you? How many endorsements did you get for, with guitars? I mean, did you just stick with the ESP, or did you switch around? Or
1: I'm re- I'm really guilty of, uh, you know, some artists. When you think of a, an, a, you know, a guitar hero like Slash, you know, you think of a Les Paul, even though there's pictures of him with a cool BC Rich, right? Right. Um, yeah. And and but but he was very consistent with that one instrument, and and it served him well. It was perfect in in that. In that amazing, you know, hugely successful band, uh, Ace is another one very famous for less balls. Different colors, and some of them do amazing things like smoke and shoot rockets. And Which things. makes it even but cooler
3: still, when you see them playing something else, like you know the picture, old pictures of Ace playing like what was a, or right. it was a, a destroyer? or, or, or yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. even
1: a Epiphone. I've seen them with a Dwight or some very oddball yeah. guitars. Yeah, and he didn't had he have like a, a red question. Fender? Maybe you know. I, I think it was a coronet, that red one that you okay. might be thinking. That of, is, you're right,
3: simple. Bruce. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, but but you know, again, for me joining Kiss, first of all, I joined during the uh, Floyd Rose era, the Whammy bar. You got to compete with with what's going on. Well, that's the what carnet. they
3: wanted at the time too, Gene and yes. Paul. Yeah. Yes,
1: and and that brings me. It's great that you're showing the the beautiful banana guitar, that which I beautiful. I do have here that I'll be I'll be playing a little bit, and showing everyone. Oh, but since oh you that's showed sweet. The picture here man a great, a great put
0: that on screen so,
1: so for the for the you know kiss gigs and and the, the my biggest thing of my career um those years i was fooling around with a lot of different models i only when you talk about endorsements i was real excited to get involved with esp because i had some friends that started working there in new york and they were providing some instruments that i thought were really good for my hand and and what i was hoping to uh you know just present myself with and i found lots of interesting they they were called those m1 models you know the bolt on kind of super strat guitars very similar really to eddie's guitars you know the frankenstein guitars so i wasn't you know even though i had a lot of offers for different things i'm pretty loyal a lot of my fans know that i don't I won't just uh, jump from one thing into another. So I've been really loyal for a long time with ESP guitars and they've served me well, although they know I'll I'll perform with a a different brand, a PRS or whatever. So I'd say, look at that. There's my old Les Paul in the front in my right hand. There's the banana guitar in front of me. It's like a nice Telecaster there too. Yeah, Yeah, now the Tele is actually an ESP. Oh, so wow. You know what I mean? Because they, they make great Fender copies. There's a Charvel that I I got rid of. Uh, animalized tour, the first tour, I had that. You know the the, the uh, radioactive BC Rich is upside down behind mm. by the little TV over there. You know, yeah. let's not forget about Ringo in the corner. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm and st-
1: a funny story: the pink guitar on the on the lounge chair, which is such an embarrassing looking uh, furniture <laughs> piece of furniture. I it was- won it in like a game show, I think, or somebody oh, gave it wow. to me. or whatever But that pink guitar is a Jackson, and Tommy Tommy Thayer sold it to me when Black and Blue was opening for um, for Kiss. Isn't that funny? That's amazing. Anyway, that was eighty eight. By the way, I should let everybody know. I I
0: figured you would have a flat screen back then. Before any of us, (laughs) right?
1: Uh, No, 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 not in eighty eight. And I had a small condo in West Hollywood. And uh, when I look back at some of that stuff, it was pretty funny to see the gear, you know, to see the TVs and stuff. But anyway, so So anyway, which which one is your favorite?
0: That's you know, uh, my favorite? Yeah, the guitar. Would, do
1: you mean like a your Desert Island guitar?
0: Yes. Kind of thing? Yes, sure.
1: Yeah, I, I have two, okay, Cause, um, because one foot's in each world, shall I say. One would be the old Les Paul that you saw by my leg there. That was a 53 conversion, which uh, appeared, you know, my brother owned it first, and I bought it from him. And it was on Paul Stanley's record that my brother did. Uh-huh. It was maybe even on a, something else from Kiss. I'm not really sure. But um, when I bought it and had it refinished, I used it with Kiss. I record with it. It's just got the mojo. It was on the cover of uh, the that vintage guitar magazine in 2010. Mm. So that's one very special instrument. Because a Les Paul uh, just covers a lot of bases with uh, yeah. a guitar uh, person. But the banana is the other one, OK? Because the banana guitar, um, I don't think I could have been such a um, standout um, performer with some of the Kiss albums without the banana guitar. Right. Okay, and when I plug it in, I'll I'll explain it a little more.
2: Okay. Okay. That sounds But great. I want to
1: wait because I want to do it when while we're talking about the pedals because it's going to make sense with how I do what I do.
2: Sure. Okay. Let Let's move on. Let, why? Tell me why the Eggnator is your go-to for home recording. What do you love about this little guy? Yeah,
1: I had to show you that. Well, first of all, I mean, I do live in a lovely home in Las Vegas, but I don't want to plug in a half, 100-watt Marshall head and a half stack, okay? I have that gear available to me. No way. It's not important, especially when you're putting... For me, I put one beautiful dynamic blue microphone uh, that that was hooked. uh, an engineer friend of mine turned me on to on one speaker, so I only need a smaller amp. That happens to be a 20 watt head. You look up Rebel 20 Ignator and the reviews, everyone always uh, just goes crazy about what a great amp it is. It's very versatile, makes a lot of different sounds. So if someone's asking me to do a session for them, that, that includes classic rock or even kiss rock i i can get all the sounds out of that head and i love that it's only 20 watts it's not going to destroy my 112 cabinet and it's not going to make neighbors go like oh bruce is recording again you get what i mean so it (laughs) works perfectly for me although i did want to show one pedal that i have found during all this since the pandemic i've been doing a lot of recording at home but um because of that i started to experiment with a few things so this pedal by Friedman. Friedman makes great amps and he used to repair a lot of things for me and pedal boards. But this pedal called the Golden Pearl, it's very subtle. And I find to do, it makes that amp like just really come to life on certain things that I need it to do. Mm -hmm. So this is a bargain, this pedal and plug that into any amp and fool around with some of the dials from the gain to the, to the the voicing or the high cut. And you're really creating like a a more versatile amp for yourself. Nothing wrong with that.
2: Okay. Let's move to this next picture you sent me. Now, this is quite, a, quite an array here. I'm sure the stuffed bunny rabbit adds good tone <laughs> there for sure. But what are we looking at here? And what's that uh, mound of petals there on the floor?
1: I was excited to share that. And I'm not even sure if I ever wow. stuck it in one of the videos. You can see it's dated April 13th, 93. Right. Okay. Wow. So it was at my home in West Hollywood. I was a big fan of the Distortion Plus pedals. I don't use a lot of them. Recently, I had a few repaired recently by my local guy because they were a certain sound. But um, that's an old Les Paul Jr. that I owned at the time. I think it's with a good friend of mine now. Uh, But there's a little Les Paul amp there that's still in the room right near me here. And uh, including some of those rare vintage tweeds, a Gibson uh, vintage amp. And the one that's stripped actually sounds amazing. The one that has no tweed on it it far left. And i did record a little bit with kiss with some of those little amps i don't talk about those amps much so that's kind of why i wanted to share that photo they've gone up crazy in value and they are valuable in the studio you're not Mm going to tour with that damn thing unless you're doing a much different kind of music right but the old fender amps without them probably Marshalls wouldn't wouldn't have been created as we know all right Right. and some people could say before that if it wasn't for the war to equipment and stuff like that wouldn't have developed the same way either but you know, World War 2 I'm talking about. Okay. Right. But, you know, uh, I, I find all those amps have their purpose. I have recorded with the smallest one with the little champ, you know, the tweet champ. I have one <laughs> of those in the home too. So, um, but again, I get mostly asked to do things that are more rock or, or where I'm sounding more aggressive. So that's why uh, I find the egg thing to really work well for me.
0: You know, when, when we were young, listening to you guys, uh, crank out, you know, the animal eyes, the, the, you know, all, all the '80s cool stuff. The tears are falling. We would have to learn on harmony guitars and <laughs> metal masters, uh, distortion yep. pedals, and gorilla amps. And, yeah, and then oh, we gra- we
3: graduated to the PB renown.
2: That's right.
1: Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> well, you guys. You're probably aware of my Hotlicks video from '86. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. If you look at the amp there, that Arlen Roth, who was the creator of that, which was brilliant. He was he's an excellent player, but not really a hard rock guy at all. And he got hip to well, this music's popular. Let me bring out, you know, the uh, you you know, let me expose this to everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a great way of filming everyone, and you could give the secrets, put the tab in. I don't know what the hell the amp was that I plugged into, but it sounded like me, right? So that, yeah. that's another point of that, that a lot of it is the, the player.
2: Okay.
1: I think I'm hiding my, uh, I shouldn't be hiding it, but here's another Kiss guitar back here. Oh, oh yeah. look at yeah, a, Yeah. A Radioactive. Radioactive,
3: right. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful guitar. Hey,
1: anyway.
2: while, while we're talking about tone, I want to pick your brain real yep. quick. So, sure. you know, in the 90s, the early 90s, for some reason, and this sound made, made a lot of metal bands careers, Pantera being one of them, but mm-hmm. we got into this whole uh, like scooped, mid thing and you know i guess that's worked for for some but for me like i tried it and i was like okay you know but then as you you realize the importance of mid-range will you explain to people why when you're looking for a good hard rock metal guitar tone why mid-range is so important
1: well you know and i think i know what you were referring to which was a sound i never went for because the bands i was in wasn't that but but uh The only way I could relate to it is I would go into a guitar center to try an amp or something, you know, and I plug in. and I'm going like, what the hell? You know, and then I look at the the controls and invariably some tone or button thing was pushed that I'm like, I would never do it like that. But again, that's a different application of that amp. Okay, I am not the guy to ask about that scoop mid. I know where I like my tone to be. I always use my ear, um, even though the dials do help. I've been very consistent with Marshall 900 heads, mm-hmm. and they're not actually the, the most favorite of Marshall heads, but I know how to use them. And, I, and the one photo I didn't share with you was how my how I set those heads. And most of the time, with all the years with Grand Funk, has always been 900 series. Kiss from about the Hot in the Shade on were 900 heads. Um, you know, I, I don't have any treble or, or presence up there all the way down. I just yeah. use bass and middle all the way up. Now, the 2000 series from Marshall had much more bottom end. That was a whole nother game. But I've had some people go like, how do you have that set? And then when I show it to them, they're kind of like, oh, I wouldn't think to do that. But again, oh. that works for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. Yeah. But I think tone about it from an amp depends on the band, the guitars, or what kind of gear. I find people use some pedals to get all their tones and, and all, and um, you know, there's so many ways to create a sound and it's really up to the uh, creator to uh, figure that out. But I know it works for me and I, and I do always, and I'm very willing to share it. It's not like some uh, magic trick that I'm trying to, you know, hide from the world. (laughs) It's
0: it's all in the wrist, right?
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of it I do feel is in your hand. I do. And I've, I've, I have jammed with people like Slash where Uh, I've told students and and people at like the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, you know, you could buy Slash's guitar and Slash's Marshall Head and uh, you're not going to sound like Slash necessarily. um, But, um, you know, I've handed my guitars to other people and they sound exactly like them. Steve Mm -hmm. Lukather, when I was recording BK3, brought a guitar in the wrong key. He was playing in 440. My track was in E flat, a half step down. So he gladly played my ESP Vintage Plus, a beautiful guitar. And of course, it didn't sound like me. It sounded like Steve Lugather. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, and we
1: traded there... up in that song. Yeah. At times, I I didn't always get something from him in sections that I thought would be best for him. Right. So I just punched in on the same guitar. It sounded like me. You know what I mean? Sure. So right. I am sure. telling you, these these hands and your touch and yeah. that inner. The thing I can't describe what makes music come out of a of a person. Uh, those things are the uniqueness of guitar playing and yes. and, and musicians, which just, is why it's such a special thing. You sure. Know, to, just
0: a quick do. question, and then we'll hook that baby up. Yep. Um, how many guitars do, do you bring uh, with Grand Funk as opposed when you were with Kiss? Is there a big difference?
1: Not not really. Only because I'm really blessed. Even though Grand Funk doesn't do monthly tours, where we're covering the country of, you know, city to city, we have Backline, you know, bringing gear. And we've been very fortunate with a company called Jonas Productions that since about 2002 or three, consistently that company provides trucks for gears that will meet us anywhere in America. That's great. So at one point we had three trucks before the pandemic, and I had five or six guitars on each rig and pedal boards. So you see what I mean? I'm having a lot yeah. of fun. I sure. can switch so, uh, get, you know and, and figure out what guitar I want for what part of the set now, that being said after the pandemic they lost the Vegas uh, uh, um, you know backline facility, so then there's was only two uh, and one of the pictures that I shared that you'll share is the pedal board that's on one of those rigs but they're almost exactly the same but I have like six guitars on both rigs now with kiss I don't think I used more than six either in a night Wow okay but I can do a gig with one guitar if I had to I could. Mm-hmm. And there's been corporate gigs and one offs uh, that I've had to do. I really, this is like one of my go to, like one off kind of things, because yeah, this would be like pretty... a main guitar. It's, it's just like a, 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 to me, a upgraded SG kind of thing, because yeah. the body's a little thicker. I love SGs, don't get me wrong. And yeah. I own quite a few. But the point is, uh, the, these ESPs, the Viper series, is excellent it's off, off that gold style. hardware
3: yeah. that yeah. gold hardware on that on that ivory color is really pretty. so pretty I, yeah.
1: I love it too although it didn't go over that well uh, for a while it was a little too vintage for the esp crowd mm. Mm. to me it reminds me of an old sg right yeah, oh, it's you know yeah. Beautiful. I mean? but but then that's what they were going for but um uh, it's really great to have the different guitars to switch between but if i had to do one i could do a whole show with this and maybe have a backup like a strat that's for grand funk you know because some of the songs aren't as aggressive but I, I rock out with um, with the guitars with them. Uh, you know, always an NESP, usually a PRS sometimes. One of the main rigs has a, a great Les Paul on a 335. You know, sometimes I've used a Nash guitar, a Tele type thing. So I'm just blessed by not having to take physically six guitars with me. Now, let yeah. me
3: ask you this, because I'm a bass player. You've, with all of those guitars, you've got to have some cool basses, too.
1: I do, and oh, yeah. I played bass on some of the Kiss albums. I, re- yeah. I remember. I, yeah. I got to let go of a few of the basses, I think, because it's gotten hard for me to play well, bass. You
3: probably got some But I have a I 66
1: P bass. That's beautiful. Summers. Yeah. A 68 Olympic white. Oh, that's that sweet. One, that one's amazing. It looks like urine, though. You know, the white changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they change
3: color, right? Yeah
1: a rickenbacker uh 4001 that's great like a 76 jet Clow.
3: Nice, nice i
1: own eb3s i love that that because cream and jack bruce was my hero so um uh, besides Clapton
3: i had to so ask i knew so you, you had bases. some yeah
1: I, I got some yeah
2: well let me let's move to your pedals because i i i don't want to yeah. take up a, a, too much of your time but we're having a blast with you here so when you sent me these pictures i was a little shocked because i was expecting something like uh, more extensive which your other one is and we'll get to that here in a second this is a very meat and potatoes uh pedal board tell us about this one
1: i thought it was important i think you guys are aware of my career enough to know about all those performances on the kiss cruise okay um for the past you know four or five years i've been on each kiss cruise performing kiss material now that i do not want to bring a giant or a bigger board or something heavy. Mm. That I could fit in my luggage, believe it or not. I, mm. I built it. There's a fantastic shop in LA that's um, Tour Supply, they sell the boards then you then there's places where you could look and see okay uh where would the velcro go? How, how, what could i get away with what's the minimal thing i can do so put that shot back up and i just yeah. want to explain it all sure so you'll see something like all those pedals in the bigger gram funk one but the point is there's a delay okay i like the analog delay that happens to be the boss waza one i have quite a few of the vintage ones but i find Probably a newer pedal will be a little more, um, re, you know, resistant to the wear and tear of what, what happens resilient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. chorus, again, like a, a Waza pedal, but that's like kind of like a CE1 Boss pedal. I love the Boss pedals. I think they're really solid. Yeah. That wa just is, it it's, has the right sound. There's nothing special about it. Dunlop wa. And then a Waza SD1. And all those pedals, a delay, a chorus, and, a, and an overdrive, and a lot are a very integral part of my life playing and, and, and in a sense recording.
2: Do you roll any reverb uh, into your sound f- from the amp head itself or do you run no. pretty dry? Okay.
1: Always dry. And I do like, like on one of the uh, maybe two of the cruises, I knew I needed a longer delay for some songs. So I had the digital delay sitting on the outside of that. Okay. okay. But you'll see the digital delay and the analog delay, on the grand funk um uh, you know board and i i can't travel with that and bring it on the cruise it's yeah. just too hard it,
0: for outdoor shows like the, the cruises and outdoor festivals and all those things that you've played even throughout the years with kiss how how hard was it for for you to find like a good sound I mean, I mean, with the wind and blowing it around does it just <laughs> drive you crazy
1: well let me tell let me tell you something more important about kiss i mean a lot of the gigs were were arenas and indoors. Yeah. i had no pedals no wow, ped- wow. now wow. why think about it how you am a, i gonna run around the stage right sure
2: and you had someone be somewhere
1: doing... watch any video i'm all over the place now i did have some help from my back line meaning my roadie guy knew oh the solo let's bring up the preamp right when i'm in the center of the stage for that yeah, solo. you had to have a smart did guy
3: you? back there with ready with the uh, cues oh,
1: when, when you're touring arenas you always have a smart guy right yeah there. he's your He's your lifeline, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and all the bands rely on someone to do some, some magic behind the, the scenes, you know. Even a the, the, you know, guys will freak out. I don't have one properly set up in the M1 that I, this white one that I used to use a lot with it. But I couldn't go to a Wawa either. So how would I do it on Holly Sound, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had something called a Tonex, which was a push-pull pot. And when you pull it out, it was kind of like when you move a Wawa. Mm-hmm. So I would pull it out to a certain sound and there was a Wawa tone. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I, I didn't have any pedals, but again, on the on the few times when I needed, and I think it's real important for me to share this. One of the most exciting pedals I ever used with KISS Live was minimal, but it was very important. Star Spangled Banner, mm-hmm. which is on a live three, yep. you will hear a univibe. Okay. okay. Uni-vibe. And that Univibe, it was it was an encore song. So now my roadie guy, he was able to unplug and plug into a, an actual, like the Hendrix model, the Univox one, the ones that are very rare and expensive mm-hmm. now. And he plugged me into that, and now I'm doing the Star Spangled Banner with that in the, in, in, in you know, plugged in, but you, not on stage. You know, it's off stage. Okay.
2: Right. Did so you want? So that's wanna,
1: how I did effects.
2: I'm sorry. Did you want to discuss this? Because I know people are dying to hear you play a few licks. Did you want to discuss yeah, yeah, no, this a little and further? Yeah, no. I'm going
1: do it. I, and, uh, and let me just explain that one, that the only thing different there, you see the Waza uh, analog delay, you see a Washburn chorus. I am a nut over that model. Let me go back to me for a second. Yeah, sure. I own quite a few of them. And uh, I just gifted one to a buddy of mine, Joe McGinnis, because he's, huh. a, he's a talented guy, works with Chris Jericho and others. So these are great pedals. They're just like in 80s, 90s. I don't know. They just sound great. Okay, right. They do. Uh, now, my boss one that's in my pedal board, in fact, the cruise pedal board is right by my feet. Uh-huh. That's why I sent you pictures, Jana, because we can't. I'm not moving my camera sure. around. to I got screw you. Things up, but it's right in front of me, so I can imitate those sounds. That wawa is not much different than the Wawa on that cruise pedal board that I'm mm-hmm. going to play. The SD-1 is similar. That one was a little modified one by Keeley. They're all about the same. I like the SD-1s. I know Bonamassa loves to talk about the Ibanez uh 808s and the ts9s those are fantastic okay Mm -hmm. i just got used to using using these sd1s i've had a lot of the japan models hence my mij over there Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, i just like them and and you can be subtle with them and they can be very important that's your step on that and go and then all of a sudden your solo takes off right right and then the other two pedals in there go back to the uh, pedal board which I don't have right now. That's a Univibe because I do Star Spangled Banner with um, Grand Funk every night. It's a great part of the show for me. So that's I have different ones. I like that Michael vibe. It's not a bad one, Voodoo Labs. And then there's a tuner, of course, a mute tuner. And then in the lower right, remember earlier I mentioned sometimes I do need a longer delay. Mm -hmm. That is part of my Grand Funk show. I don't have it on the on the cruise board. I don't always need it, but if I did, it would just be on the outside of the board. And I highly recommend, I want everyone to take a note who have pedal boards. I got a hard lesson this past six months. A, a proper power conditioner is very valuable when you're hooking up pedals like that. Sure. So that, that one spot one's a great one. I'm not telling you what brand you got to get, but don't rely on one plug necessarily or batteries, you know, those those power bricks as they're called, really important, okay? Right.
0: There you, go. you mentioned okay. you mentioned Kiss Alive Three. Um, yeah, th- there wasn't many overdubs for you on that, was there? No,
1: no. But I will let everyone know now. Thanks for bringing it up. You know, it's going to be thirty years in May for a Live Three. Isn't That's that crazy, exciting? man?
3: That's crazy. It is crazy.
1: Time flies. Yeah. And I like my, my usual habits. I'm going to put together uh, an incredible video. I got I got a talented guy, Andrew, who's going to help me, like I did for Crazy Nights, and we're going to put out uh, the ultimate.
3: My i love those i love those free. videos yeah, thank you so yeah. i'm gonna
1: look forward you know i look forward to sharing that with everybody and uh and i like you know, the one like the old, said, where you
3: share your old, your old clothing i you i wish more people would do that this is <laughs> this is i don't my,
1: know how much of, of i a love those those clothing. are so interesting
3: yeah. to me and if yeah, i can say and if i can say too about to go back to the kiss cruise i, I you yeah. know normally i wouldn't want to hear somebody cover kiss songs but God, you ever i've watched them all and they're incredible you pull out the coolest Thanks. the coolest songs and todd crazy job that. his vocal job is not an easy job on those songs nope. and he he kills them man and they're just so fun to watch what you're going to pull out of your you know pull out of the hat yep. next and so it, it's are-
1: been it's been a really a rewarding thing for me and it's been a lovely relationship with the fans that I could celebrate my era, and then occasionally even cheat a little. I I, I just saw Sebastian Bach at um, uh, Brent Fitz's birthday party here in L.A. on Monday, and right. we were chatting about the cruise because he was on one of the cruises back in uh, October, November, and then he got the oath, and he's going right. because right. I opened the show with the oath, right. you know what <laughs> I mean? I'm like, why not? You know what I mean? They don't do it, and, and it's a great song, and I and I have the I have Todd. To play it, and um, what a great band! That was real special. One of the unplugged yeah, those, those performances. Are cool, that, I did. Those
3: moments are cool yeah. for Kiss fans like yes. us. It's like wow, yes. that's eight, all you, That's a really, really a cool moment. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's great. that was amazing when we all played together. You know, I, I have to say that um, I I don't know if uh, what will happen with another cruise, and I'm not sure if Kiss does either. I, I know that when Doc talked about it recently, he couldn't really give any details. But anybody that's been on any of those cruises know how special they were. I'm hoping they'll be able to keep it special somehow. Uh, and we'll see what happens in 24. But I absolutely love the fact that I was so involved and I got to share my career. And, and if anyone's watching those videos on YouTube or on my channel, I, I put up quite a few from one of the theater gigs we did at the Stardust on the boat. Um, the pedal board that, I'm, that I'm, I have in front of me here is what I was using. So the magic is just knowing how to use it, okay? Otherwise, there's nothing magical about it, right?
2: Well, what do you want to play for us tonight? I, well, I, I love
0: know, Tears Are Falling. Do I, you I, know, and, know? Yeah. And, and you know in that right. so, you know, okay, Hey, Bruce, do you know I'm Tears Are minute. Falling? <laughs> I'm holding
1: <laughs> no. this guitar.
0: Yeah. What about it? Uh, the The I'm solo. Sorry. Now oh, okay. the video, you do a little little hand trick, a little yeah, over no, no, over no. the fretboard trick. <laughs> That's fake. And, That's and, fake. And, he said it's fake. And, yeah. and I've I've seen you it's live fake. here in Tulsa. And that was one yeah. of the first times I've got to see you was on the Asylum tour here in Tulsa, right? And with Wasp, and it was an amazing show. Yeah. And um, and of course, I, I I looked for the the over over the fretboard. Yeah, I'm gonna find it because I could, I can't play that riff like that. I, <laughs> I remember
3: you saying okay. that that was so. fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, what?
0: you know, I
1: used to see Gene do things where he's like this with his bass, you know, and he's right. playing, right? right? And his hands are like, you know, you know nowhere near and he's going, yeah. you know, he's doing <laughs> yeah. all these guys. So I'm like, it's a video, I can do whatever I want. I'm yeah. not actually playing, you know, so I took that liberty. It was, uh, it was a mimic of uh, one of my uh, very influential bosses shall i say and gene knew how to entertain so i figured well i can get away with that i'll do it like that sure
0: you you got to take a shower in that video too yeah pretty amazing i
1: i i I mean i'm really happy about some of those moments because honestly it was something that would be interesting in the video because i was the new guy you know i didn't i did something for one of the animalized videos we had a live one uh i guess
0: uh, later on
1: Yeah, throws in the knife. Yeah. But um, to be featured in Who Wants to Be Lonely, I'm falling backwards in, in to, into the water. That was with like a uh, with my multi swirl. This is one of the reissue ones that I put out. Mm. But all those videos, if I could get any screen time. I win, okay, because sure. you know Gene and Paul <laughs> sure. are such entertainers, <laughs> and they really, you know, they, 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 we know that the shots are going to be largely them. So I was happy to get wet to uh, be seen in the video. Oh, I'll play the Tears of Falling thing in a minute, but I wanted to show this guitar I'm holding is has got two pickups, unlike some of the others, you know. But um, what's great about it, and again, because this is more like a uh, you know double pickup Gibson kind of guitar. So now that's that's the clean. I mean, I'm sorry, hang on. So this is going to be the. Um, by the way, on on the floor here, right on the side, off off camera, is a just a Fender Super Champ XD. I happen to like these amps. They they changed it later on. I like the earlier monitor <laughs> That's just a straight, you know, one of their presets. And I like it. It kind of sounds like just a crunchy Marshall, but nothing crazy.
2: You know, okay. you know what sucks, little... Bruce? We're not, that's yeah. not translating too well across the air right now. I don't know if we're getting okay. like an overdriven if, if I make it louder, will you hear it? Probably. Give it a shot.
1: Okay. Hmm.
2: Kind of. We kind of hear it. It kind sounds of kind weird. of warbly and washed out. It's kind of weird. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's, I think, the problem with, uh, y- you know, a Zoom type of thing. And my oh, YouTube yeah. things are also difficult. Uh, well, I, I'm, I, I mean, anything live is difficult. When yeah. I do a Skype lesson, it's a little challenging. Sure. But, but again, let us uh, let me explain a little bit about what these pedals, what I tend to do. And since sonically we're challenged, um, I think I can describe it, though. Okay. So right, right there was just a little bit of, um, in other words, my, I don't use really any effects from the amp. That happened to still had some delay on it. But if I solo, I like to go to the analog delay, that boss mm-hmm. pedal. Okay. Right. If I need the guitar to have that kind of dreamy sound, like uh, uh, just it could be uh, just a picking part. Or, I, I wonder if anything clean would sound like anything. I'm not sure. Like a, Like this. Yeah. Some of that came through. Yep. Okay, yeah, probably a cleaner sound uh, works, but you can kind of hear that it's a little wavy and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So I'll use the chorus for dreamy type things. Uh, I don't like to use it on solos, uh, very rarely do I, but there could be a part in the song where I have to put it on to give an effect or something. Mm-hmm. But the overdrive, that SD one pedal is, is really, that's that, you step on that and that little a bit of gain that you're if the your sound guy didn't catch oh it's the lead guitar you know that's you you've got it covered and it gives a little more that mid-range which yeah. you mentioned earlier Dana, right? it gives a little more of that um uh uh just that go and you and you can sustain more obviously so if i go for that and i'm uh i gotta put it back to the distortion channel sure. but...
3: maybe if you tried to turn it down a little bit it would come to better
2: yeah i think that sucks that we can't hear that. It's
1: on, okay? Uh if it's off, it's just not going to kind of sustain as well, you know. <laughs> but obviously if we're challenged with the sound,
0: <laughs> you're not going to That hear was it. that wasn't too bad.
1: Right. Oh, okay, yeah, wasn't too bad. But trust me about that that it's it's going to be I think chords, low chords are going to wobble more than the leads. All right, so um since I can't really show off, but a bass pickup would give you that, you know, I always I'll switch in song. <laughs> more throaty sound, you know. Uh-huh. Damn. And that's just the overdrive, uh, rather, overdrive, and, and that would eliminate.
3: Yeah,
2: Shoot. We're just not getting much of that, I'm sorry to tell you.
1: I just went to F-sharp. I don't know why, but I'm... <laughs> 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 now, let me show you guys one important thing. A lot of people uh, aren't always aware of the best way to use a Wawa uh, I always distort the wah, and that's the way I describe it. So your pedal order is very important. You, do you guys play? Do you, do you use Oh, pedals? yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah,
3: she's the guitar player.
1: Okay, so Jana, follow me on this and tell me if you agree. Um, for me, I want to plug into the distortion pedal. Then I want to distort the wah, so that would be next. If you don't use a wah, then forget the wah, okay? After that, I want to modulate the sound like Mm -hmm. a phaser or a chorus. And then the very last thing in my chain before I go to the amp would be any kind of delay. And that's the orders that work for me. And I think it makes sense. But there's a huge difference between distorting a wah and a wah, this, you know, working with a distort overdrive pedal. So Mm -hmm. don't do that. Okay. Okay. And I'll prove it. Okay. Because if you want to hear like an unholy kind of sound, well, first of all, let me plug in the banana guitar because that's is beastie. Bring out the banana.
3: Crazy.
2: I got to tell you what, about about 1% of what you're playing is actually coming through. I don't know if it's oh just boy. overdriving the mic and muting it out, but uh I don't know. But we enjoy watching you play.
1: Yeah, but you can <laughs> see me play and and uh all the stuff I have great content of me using these instruments on my on, yeah. on the on the youtube channel you know bruce kulik and and on some things you can find it through my website too sure. so. so i don't know if this will
0: translate but okay. yeah it even cuts you out
2: nothing yeah we're not getting it i don't know not why
0: all
1: right well next time we'll figure out a different way to do something there you like go. this. but they can watch <laughs> have the you done videos. anything live with music before or it's just been sp- speaking
2: well, we've we've done things with uh live music and it usually comes through so i don't know if it's just uh it's it's like it's overdriving it and then it's just muting you out completely so i don't know what's up with that
0: i wanted to talk about your your top 10 guitar players that have, have influenced you and i'm going to go from 10 to 1 uh, 10 being david gilmore 9 les paul uh, steve howe eddie van halen at seven leslie west of mountain is six brian may of queen is five uh, Jimmy Page at four, and your top three is Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, and coming in at number one is Jimmy Hendrix.
1: I'm proud of him. <laughs>
0: uh. Now, again,
1: every, people were like all over the place when I posted that, and and it went live with Guitar World, and and I think they didn't understand if, if you if you read the title, it was the ones that influenced me. I love so many other players that that I respect and and I I totally enjoyed as well, but. These were the ones that, for some reason, I wanted to study and get into and then understand what they did. And every time I did that, I tend to absorb something really valuable for my career. Okay, Mm -hmm. And the over uh, the the riff and tears are falling. I attributed that to Steve Howe and people didn't understand But Steve used to do these wide kind of like high, low, you know, open string type things and that riff is is kind of like an interpretation of doing something a little bit left field like steve howe would do and yes so i know the kiss connection didn't seem obvious to anyone but i explained it
3: yeah
2: I want to share a, a quick thing with you and and maybe you can back me up on this this is kind of for the guitar players out there who are learning i remember being really young i was probably, you know, I was 12 when I started, and I remember the first thing you want to do when you're young is just learn how to shred. You just want to shred, shred, (laughs) shred. And then you mature and grow as a player, and you start realizing, wow, sometimes one note bent just the right way or or sustained just the right way means more than anything. And I'm going to tell you one point in my quote-unquote playing career. The three of us were involved in a project where we covered some Kiss songs. We actually laid them Mm -hmm. down and mm-hmm. uh, and we covered uh, the song that your brother played on tonight. You belong to me, and I got the solo. Yep. I listened to it. I thought, well, that's not going to be too hard. And then one actually sat down and tried to learn it, he had so much emotion, and yes, and uh, you know, to to replicate that is difficult. And and I mean, Absolutely. I think when you craft the perfect solo, it is not always shred. I mean, it sometimes it's one note that means everything. No,
1: I mean, and and I I should give a shout out to my brother because some people were like how come Bob wasn't on there and Bob was an influence in the sense though in a different way, it wasn't only about, uh, it was more about the access that he gave me to certain bands like cream and Hendrix, uh, uh and, sure. and Jeff Beck and all, yeah. we enjoyed all that together. He didn't care for yes. And he didn't care for like a King Crimson or things like that where I got sometimes into some progressive things. I also got into jazz too. Uh, hence even loving Les Paul, you know what I mean? But, um, I, I gotta admit that uh bob had an economy of notes and a ferocity uh, for he was ferocious with how his his emotions were Rang! you know right. he'd get into certain notes and and one of the hardest things for me to do um the year after he passed away that was in may 2020 and then the the next cruise i i was able to do um we did a tribute for bob and and put together a medley me and right. the guys, yeah, uh, and and some of the solos um, that I had to learn of my brother's were some of the most challenging things yes. I ever did. And I, wow. I, I, I appreciate your comment, Jenna. And I, and now I know it. I could see how many times did I go through goodbye and figure out every little riff and everything that he did. And he did it w- really. Would Bob had an economy and a power in his playing. I remember Black Eagle, all of us being so distraught when bob passed away and and he was a bit part of that crimson idol album and i know that blackie was a huge fan oh, so man. it was really sad uh you know to lose his uh him of course him as a brother but as a as a guitarist you know it was really uh, uh he, he made his mark though i mean i love that all these absolutely are there. yeah
2: Certainly, yep. you've been so gracious, guys. Do you have anything else for for Bruce? I, I don't want to cut us off too early, but I don't want to keep him longer than he can. Oh be no, on. there's
0: there's we have lots of.
3: Uh, oh, we got three more hours in this. <laughs> Come on, we're talking about. <laughs> we have well,
0: let lots. Me, I can show you a
3: few more
1: guitars without playing them. Okay? Yeah, let's just let's cool. see I A few more years. If that's I also, cool. I wanted
0: to talk about your March Madness. Um, oh, the Kiss bracket. Your, your Kiss bracket. There are some oh, interesting boy. picks. Hey. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm a little prejudiced to my era, too, and I sure. love a lot of classic Kiss songs. There's something about all the elements in God Gave Rock and Roll that I've always loved, and it's become an anthem for any show that I do because it's like the feel-good anthem of my era. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't even think about the fact that it was, um, in a sense, a cover song, and, and that would like piss off a lot of the, the Kiss yeah. fans. You know? Right. <laughs> but it's just such a great song, and it was put together... You can't tell me it sounds anything like the origin version at all. Okay. No, you it know. does not. No. No. And so it is uniquely KISS. I love the trading off of the vocals by Paul and Gene. That's like old school KISS. Yeah. The modulation. And then I was able to, along with Bob Ezrin, who's such a brilliant producer create this really um melodic solo a la in my mind a la brian may queen with harmonies and different things and i just and then the quiet part the emotions of that song are just brilliant now i i I gotta say i mean it's not fair to try to pick one but that's what came out on my uh on my you know march madness that's all
3: hey i got a question so when you joined up with kiss did they want you to play the old songs the way Ace played them? Because I know it seems like at one point they just let you come up with kind of, kind of get wild with the solos and make them your own more than I think when they first had you in the band. Am I correct?
1: No, I think, I think you, you got it right the first time. Nobody asked me, Paul, when I got that call after they sent Adam, you know, during the Animal store and they sent Mark home and wanted me to be the guitar player, um, I, I, I was he was very clear with me that he wanted me to be um, that guy who could cover, you know, the, the, the whammy bar stuff and be and be like kind of more that turbocharged lead guitar player that Eddie Van Halen laid yeah. out. That was so, so important on the rock scene. And then he wanted me to have one foot in the classic rock. So I knew what that meant. And I never got the um, edict, shall I say. Play it note for note when we do the vintage songs. But if you really listen, uh, I'm interpreting how I would do Ace without having to be Ace. Right? And Ace yeah, you can hear that. Admires what I've done. Right now, that's I, I can't take it away from Tommy when he's the spaceman in this group that is portraying a bigger-than-life superhero-looking band. Yeah. That Ace, he's representing what Ace was as the, as the spaceman. So he's playing those riffs. He's probably playing them more consistently than Ace, but nobody could take anything away from Ace's brilliance and how he created those solos. And some of the hardest things were some of the simple things that Ace did. The 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 you know these like stuttering riffs and and just what an incredible unique vocabulary. But who is Ace's biggest influence?
3: Jimmy Page, right? And Jeff Beck, Jimmy Hendrix,
1: Eric Clapton. Yeah, probably, but the other three, and who are on my list, okay? You get it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we, we were influenced by the same people. Right, and yeah, I think people what... of
3: age, people of like, you know, our era, we're, our, we're born in the early 70s, so it's guys like Randy Rose and Eddie Van Halen and George Lynch and Warren Martini. so, you know, I get it. You guys are close, you guys like right. Ace, and, and you guys are closer in age, and those those guys were Jimi Hendrix and Clapton, and, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well,
1: totally each so. generation was going to get uh enamored by what they're turned on to and we understand that but um just don't forget and i bet some of you out there don't know eddie van halen was uh uh, you know incredible and he's on my list but the point is uh i know that he he learned a lot about lead playing from eric clapton and there's a really early interview he did in the van halen days where he played crossroads note for note for this girl but you know it's not Clapton. You know it's Eddie Van Halen doing it note for note. And it's yeah. brilliant. And that is why Eddie, uh, he added uh, certain speed and dexterity on the lead guitar that's uh, uh, you know, unbelievable. But the soul and heart of a blues man was always in there, like mm. like what he did on that crossroads. That's a good bus. description.
0: What was, yep. what was some of your favorite uh, producers that you worked with, and what were some of the ones that were a little bit more difficult?
1: Well, um, you know, in the very beginning, uh, actually – Gene and Paul kind of were doing all the, all the stuff, and I get it. That made sense. But I was kind of perked up a bit when I heard Ron Nevison was going to do it, but Ron had a very particular point of view of it. Crazy we didn't nights, actually... Yeah. yeah, well, he was trying to have hits, and he was going to polish the band, and he did a lot of things on Lots Crazy of keyboards. Nights that, yeah, there were keyboards and some samples and things. But the, the lead guitar was always front and center. You know that, which yeah. was nice. But I'll tell you a quick story. There was just a, a thing where... You know, you would do a couple of tracks, and then you sometimes you'd punch in between the tracks. Of course, that's the way most most people can do recording. I and mean, obviously, you could do it on Pro Tools and whatever you're working right. on now. But back in the tape days, it was a little more complicated because you, you had to anticipate the punch in and everything on a tape machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he didn't hear. I would said, like, let's flip over to the other track, you know, right, right there. I was pointing it out. And he didn't understand it. And then he said, well, you know, why don't you do it? You know, I'm not, you know, I wasn't the engineer, it was very challenging, it was a very scary moment, but I did know where I wanted it to switch. And then I, I knew how to do the anticipation. You guys are probably too young to know that, but you gotta anticipate a little bit on those machines back then. Mm-hmm. And I did it and it came out great. And they said, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? So, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I remember the great part of the story was Paul pulling me aside later. He goes like, he really respects you. This is the way he works, don't take it personally. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciated that paul said that and he did say like some really great things to gene and paul about me that i i got a nice raise after that album so that was okay. nice. Oh, good you run, okay
3: you, you know? then, but yeah.
1: sometimes you do have to fight for it you know yeah. and you got to get into it now bob <laughs> eswin's the one that made the biggest influence on me just a total mad scientist genius i loved him and in that revenge uh celebration that i did i talked quite a bit about bob and that he was just just uh well, look he, look at the albums he was involved with and it's no mystery uh, that that he's got a certain approach not only the Kiss records of course that he did quite a bit of uh, amazing things for but you know pink floyd and, and 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 so on okay so i learned a lot from bob i really love that
0: right. awesome
1: very
2: cool bruce thank you so much for your time i do want to put this up guys check out com. you can you can find out everything that he has going on there at that site and by all means go check out grand funk railroad You guys are doing a handful of dates this year, correct?
1: Yeah, we're actually on a little break only because we had a uh, just uh, one of the guys had a slight injury. Everything's fine. Nobody's in the hospital, but we have to take a little time off. So we're back out on the road in June, top of June. Okay, and that word got out there. And and during this break, I could do things like this, Jana. How long yeah. have you been asking me to do your show?
2: We but we never. Bug- well, here's
3: the thing. I think over the years, I remember I emailed, I messaged you or something. You looked at it, but you didn't respond. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Before me, he did the same thing. So it took <laughs> the pretty woman to get through to you.
0: He didn't I didn't know, know was she a was a woman
1: and... until I found her. face. Uh, okay. Herself. Well, she, it, hey, to me, third it time, like time. is charm, Metalhead Jana.
0: Right I don't know. now, Jana, you recently played Yana, hard rock. Exactly. By- the hard Rock casino with Grand Funk not too long ago and right. of course you've played um in Tulsa multiple times with kiss yes. do you have any yes. uh, uh memories of Tulsa playing?
1: I just know I first of all that that's a great venue and I really do like it and uh I think I think it's a good rock city there's no doubt Oklahoma we have some more things coming I believe in Oklahoma this year but I have to say that that uh, it's really grown the appreciation of Grand funk a lot of the fans didn't always Of course, my KISS fans didn't completely connect the dots, but Eric came recently when we played here in Las Vegas, and he just reminded me that 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 not only is the band terrific but he just absolutely loves Don Brewer and he knows how talented he is and he's such a great performer and drummer and singer so i'm i've really been blessed to have this uh, gig now for over 20 years i was going to ask really you incredible. how long has it been 20 wow, years 20, wow almost wow. 22 now actually wow. so it's really crazy you know hey, but i get it? out there to play i'm not gone for months on end it's mostly <clears> weekend dates you know but uh, i get to really play my heart out and 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 the fans are really been supportive and there's no, there's no KISS production. It's, it's, there might be a backdrop sure. and that's it. It's, it's five guys on stage playing good music, you know, so to check it out. Anybody watching that hasn't seen the show, it's really worth checking it out. And I get to rock out every song. I got a solo. And I got a fun guitar to play, so you you, you won't be sorry for sure. That's Plus, you're working recognized some of the songs. I assure you. Sure, sure of
0: course. You of course. you had an an ext- you have an extensive career. I mean, going from you know, Michael Bolton, Meat Loaf, Kiss, mm-hmm. yeah, Union, of course, Grand Funk, and many others. It, you know, you've had an, an incredible career, and um, we're blessed and honored that you came on our show, and we thank you for that, man. Nice. And and I was front row wasp
3: you know it's really weird bruce when you're when you're growing up you knew you came here in 1986 for the first time we were probably 15 or 16 you never think down the road we're going to be interviewing that guy it's that's so weird you know you to grow up and do that so we appreciate that a lot man
1: well, and some of the people that I play with, too, you know, like Brent, and Zach, and Todd. Oh, yeah, exactly. They, they exactly. complete Kiss freaks, yeah. you know. So I might have been the first lead guitar. Chris Jericho, who's, who does a lot of great music stuff with Fozzy and Quarantine, and, of course, he's a superstar wrestler. Yeah, right. He just loves my era. Everything about... That era of KISS means everything to him and the fact that I'm friends with him and I've done some guitar work with him. It's really a thrill. But this, all that connections, it, it's all wonderful. I bless with the career. I appreciate your time. I hope I helped some people explain yes. some things. And if anyone's got questions, it's real easy to ask on my website. There's a way to email me or on Facebook. And I have too many guitars. If anyone's looking for a certain instrument, <laughs> reach out because I'm starting to Get a little loose that with Olympic the uh instrument list. So you've wow. got the apron, uh, it, right? uh, it, it, yeah. I don't have as many bases, but I, I know got a man. lot of guitars. I know. We you know.
2: know what you're doing. You're clearing out your guitars to make room for pancakes, right? More pancakes than pancakes. House. The kitchen <laughs> can never get
1: big enough. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, check out the recipes on that site. My wife and I uh had a lot of fun with that during the pandemic, and we're always fooling around with things in the kitchen too. Why not? I love cool. her. It, it, and and the food apron. is love.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's aprons on the website. It's kind of funny, but if, if Kiss could sell a casket, I guess I could sell an apron. You right? can Absolutely. do anything you want. You
2: are <laughs> a gem. Thank you for being such a gentleman and so kind to us thank tonight. Bruce right. Kulick, thank you again. Uh, Tulsa Thank you again, so much, Bruce. Right. Have, uh, a have a great night, great my night. friend. Right. Take care. So, bye-bye. Now. Bye-bye. Bye.
3: Right on. Amazing. Cool. There you go. One hour is Bruce Cule. Bruce uh,
2: I'm really sorry the guitar playing didn't come through that is another lesson learned but
3: the voice did so that's yeah
2: what we, we we got that and that was wonderful and uh, and
0: I, and I am sure to all to all the viewers in the chat room that he will uh, come back and probably look at all of your comments yeah. and he will probably uh, reply and and probably answer a lot of them. Um, we're gonna send him a link and everything, and, and of course I'm, he'll share the probably the YouTube one, and and um, I'm sure he will come in here and um, answer some of your questions. It was so fast. I mean, the time was just like right, just right. ticking but away. Man. There was a
3: lot of you in here though, and we thank you guys for joining us for sure. Yeah,
2: I tell you, that's what happened when when a guy of his stature shares the the stream on his page that's why we've had such a great turnout tonight and uh, you know you guys probably did learn a lot even if you're not a player you know it it's interesting to dig inside the details of what makes these guys have their rock and roll sound. And you got to see a firsthand picture of that tonight. So for sure. make sure you guys follow him at BruceKulik.com. What a great guy. What a great guest. We are so pleased that he joined us tonight. Thank you guys for watching. For sure. If you came in halfway through and you're like, dang, I missed it. You can always see the replay. As a matter of fact, that is a good segue. Let me, if I can find it, let's talk about where you can see this show. Well, there's that's the podcast stuff. You can, where is it? I always lose this screen. <laughs> well, you
0: can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple uh, Podcasts. Google Apple Apple Pod. Apple Podcasts. Google. And there's so many others. You just, just you know.
2: That's the audio portion. But if you guys actually want to watch this replay, this is what I was looking for. You can see it on, on our Facebook page, YouTube. Please subscribe to the Tulsa Music Stream YouTube page and hit that notification bell so you know when we go live. And we also are on Twitter and Twitch. Just look for Tulsa Music Stream on there. Let's talk about what we have coming up. I mean, we are full steam ahead. Things yeah. are really going great uh, here in just a few days. Monday. Hit, hit
0: like and, and and hit the notification bells, all that stuff, man. We need you guys. Yes, sir.
2: We're coming up this Monday, April 3rd at 8 p.m. Central, another legend, Doug Pinnick of King's X, will be joining us live to talk about their most recent album and their entire career. That is going to be stellar. And then we got two more behind that. Tuesday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Central, Steve Lynch of Autograph. Wednesday, April 26th at 8 p.m. Central, James Kotak of Kingdom Come and Scorpions. Absolutely going to be amazing. Teresa, would you like to say hello? Let's put you on. Let's unmute her mic. Hit number four for me. Four. There she is. What did you think? What's what your opinion? Of, and get right up on that mic so we can hear you good. What's your opinion of Bruce Kulick's interview?
0: I thought it was incredible. Now I don't know dick about here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but to see you guys talk to him... Drooling. light up... Yeah,
2: I mean, we were drooling. I,
1: it, it was fun to watch you guys watch him talk
2: to him talk to you. Okay. A little so, bit of drooling going on, I'm bit, not going to lie. A little bit. But... A little bit, a little it, bit. It was fantastic, so... A oh,
0: little bit. <laughs> well, that was fun. I mean, um, just... I, I was... You know of course upset that his guitar tone or wasn't coming oh, through yeah. but yeah, you know, someone gave out a a comment about there was a setting in zoom yeah. or something. here's the
2: thing i Daniel saw Roberts. that comment thank comment. you for making that i didn't want to go in there and jack something up and then lose his his vocal audio so i had to pick the lesser of two evils but you know we're we're goofy musicians we are not professional podcasters so we're learning things all the time I'm lesson learn <laughs> lesson learned tonight we're going to go see what we need to do to make sure people's guitars yeah, can come and through and i
0: appreciate all you guys sending stars and everything um that always helps us with um any kind of gear that we need any of course uh, new headphones any anything we just bought a new light and yes. uh, an extra camera okay. so no. we get it the other camera view did you get to use that at all
2: you know what no i was always ju- miss that I- one. hey i had a little bit to juggle tonight mr oh, yeah
0: mr Sister. what's funny don't is make we, me we'll, fire you we'll like spend hours on it you know to get it to get the hair yeah. thing all perfect. there
2: are you happy there you go i mean that just made everybody's viewing enjoyment so much better Isn't it? right Isn't it? see the double chin that's good stuff man <laughs> anyway i need to talk about our sponsors because they are an important part of what we do and as scott said they they help us uh, That's why
3: we drive Maseratis.
2: Right. They help us keep things up and running. This guy, he's top-notch, Dustin Little at Oki PC. If you guys have any IT needs, your computer's broken, uh, Bruce Kulick's guitar is not coming through on Zoom, this is the guy to call for help. Yep. 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at com. DEB Concerts, ramping up for another Rocklahoma this year. You guys, make sure you check out Doug Burgess's stage. It is the D&B Processing Stage at the Roadhouse out there at Rocklahoma I need y'all's help I need you to get on our Facebook page Tulsa music stream go to the section at the top it's on the left and it's our website if if you click on our website it takes you to our online store and you can get one of these beautiful short sleeve long sleeve tank or hoodies and sport the Tulsa Music Stream name around your town, and that would help us out. Also want to welcome back Greg as a sponsor to this show. We appreciate the shipments and their help. Psychomo Filmworks, thank you for the amazing video. If you guys are a band or a business and you need a video made, hit Psych Up, and he will help you out. Guys, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. let's
3: fine? watch some baseball what you baseball
2: oh the padres yeah. yeah
0: i appreciate you guys so much and uh without you guys this this <coughs> seriously it does not work so glad you guys are here
3: i mean it works we just would
0: rather have you watching us yeah, it doesn't yeah. work this now. literally that <laughs> literally does not
2: work you're borrowing that from our dallas cowboys friend <laughs> without you guys this literally does not work that's his that's his catchphrase now we're gonna get sued great Anyway,
3: copyright infringement. Hey, group.
2: we'll see you guys. There this goes
3: the Maseratis.
2: <laughs> see you guys back on here this share Monday. Share our stream. Yeah, share it. Subscribe to that YouTube SLS, channel. SLS, please. SLS. We're not We're not above begging. Love no. you guys. See you back here Monday night at 8 p.m. for Doug Pinnock of Kings X. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. Thanks, Bruce Kielik. Good night. Good night.